Huh? Tat tat tat. Hey, we're live. It smells good. It doesn't always smell good. Good morning. Good morning. What are we talking about today? I know we got a good one. We're talking about Truthful Tuesday. Which today is. is Truthful Tuesday. And those lies that people tell you as if they're the truth. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Ta ta ta. <laughs> <laughs> You thought I was going to do something with your little raggedy I thought you were going to put lipstick all over the place where I was going to have to drink from. Not going that to was do my that. fear. That was well, my I'm fear. not going to be doing that. We're going to come right back in a moment talking about those lies that they want us to believe as truth. Good morning, my name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network, on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Like, 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 like. Good morning, Melissa. Good morning to all of you. Thank you so much for joining this morning. Today is December the 28th, and it is Truthful Tuesday. Good morning. How many times has somebody told you something and expected you to believe it as true? You know, um, they caution you about that in the first scroll of um, uh, the greatest sales in the world. The The first scroll, and it was talking about today I begin a new life, and it cautions you. And that that was the longest of the the 10 scrolls, the first one. Um, But it cautioned you about the old men who, 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 who speak? I mean, um, who speak? They act. They say stuff as if it's real, but they're actually being stupid with it. Okay, I can't get. That. I was about to say I don't think that's the language that they use. Yes, but they speak. They nod wisely and speak stupidly, or something like that. Is what it says. Right, but I think there's a lot of times that that happens, and it is oftentimes um, those mi- old saws. Yeah, and it's misleading. Yeah, and it can be frustrating. Like. If you want something right, you're gonna have. If you want something done right, you're gonna have to do it yourself. Is that true? Is that true? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. In some cases, it is, and in some cases, it's not. Those all or nothing phrases are yeah. seldom, yeah, accurate. All or nothing. Those absolute terms, you know, that people <laughs> say to you as if it's the truth, and they want you to live your life as if this is the truth. You know, you're not taking your business seriously unless you have your um, LLC or business plan written. Right. Neither one of those things is true. <laughs> Sometimes part of the process is understanding, you know what, that may be true for them, but this is what's true for me. Oh, my gosh. This morning I got up at um, 530 something um, because I had a, a dominating thought that I needed to capture on my laptop. Good morning, Dr. Deborah. And I started writing up um, uh, the lies that are killing entrepreneurs daily. And I tied the lies that are hurting entrepreneurs, but I think I'm going to change to the lies that are killing entrepreneurs. All those statements like about um, how to sell without selling. Okay. How to sell your services if you hate selling. 
how to sell without selling. Let your let your social media sell for you. Let your website sell. For let you. your website sell for you. You have to have a website in order to have a business. If your website is engaged, you don't have to sell. All those things. Tell me lies. <laughs> tell me lies. And then the other part of it is the stuff that people say, like, um, I hate selling. Um, nobody has any money. Uh, I don't sell. I just tell people about it. I just wait for my phone to ring and take up orders. All I got to do is create videos. My branding does all my selling for me. All of those things are also not true because at some point you're going to have to ask for business, period. Even I, I posted, the, I wrote up the dictionary definition of the word sell. You know, the, th the three definitions, you know, is, you know, to, to get money in exchange of something of value, to get money of it with it in exchange of something of value, to give something in exchange of value, that's selling, okay? And, the, and that selling is the act of doing that. Oh my gosh. But there's a bunch of lies and you guys know some too. You guys know some lies that people told you as if it was true. It don't have to be strictly limited to business. But, you know, those lies. Well, I actually did want to limit it to business you do? initially, but you said you wanted to make it for life. And I, I, I knew we would go down this path. But, okay. Um, there, there are some things that you have to be conscientious about what you believe. Okay. Because I have had experiences where I began to believe what someone else said was true in the midst of doing what I knew. Exactly was working right only to trick myself out of believing what I was saying even though doing. you were doing it successfully they told you it wouldn't work and now you convinced and yourself it wouldn't work and it stopped working yeah I did um one of the most inspirational moments in my life um I did a series of workshops for the women's resource center in Greensboro mm -hmm. and all of these women were in a downtrodden state it was like 45 of them they had been in abusive relationships recovering from drugs unemployed, homeless, all of that, okay? And uh, my topic was, um, who told you you weren't awesome, okay? Because uh, my premise was people forget how awesome they really are. If they take an actual inventory of what they have, people forget about that. And it came out really, really well. I, I was prayed up. I was on fire for God at the time I delivered this talk. Um, I was all in love, fellowship, believers. And I just... I think I've told you the story before, baby. Um, this is probably the first time I've ever repeated the story to my wife. Can y'all believe that? <laughs> now, I've told her a lot of the same stories over and over again. There was this one lady in the back that she just, every time I think about her, I get so inspired. I was doing a motivational talk to a group of downtrodden women about um, who told you you weren't awesome. And I was reminding them of the times in their life where they have been awesome. I had to do a list of 10 great things about themselves and 10 great uh, ten um, thoughts about their ideal life and had them inspired and thinking. And there was this one lady in the back, didn't have very many teeth, or, you know, had a hat on, a bunch of coats on and all that kind of stuff, looked like a homeless woman, didn't say much the whole meeting. and But she was writing the whole time. She was writing the whole time. And I'm wrapping up. And she raises her hand and she says, I wrote a poem since we've been here. Can I read my poem? And that was, 
you know, out of the ordinary. Someone says, I did a motivational talk. Someone in the audience said they want to read a poem. And uh, it was a classroom setting, okay? It was like a teacher in front of a classroom setting. And I said, sure, read your poem. And she read a poem about her life and about what she saw was going on in that room right then, about how women are getting lifted up and inspired. Everybody was moved to emotion. Even I welled up. Some people were openly crying about how beautiful and powerful that woman's poem was that she wrote right then. You never realize, I didn't, you wouldn't realize how amazing that woman's gift was hidden in a homeless body. Okay. She had believed some lie along the way. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. Thank you for joining us. Did you share it on your page? Because we lost your connection. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. I put it on my page. I think I, no, I didn't. Yes, I did. I'm watching on my page right now. Okay. I'm just asking. That's on my page right now. Mm hmm. Uh, so good morning, Dr. Deborah. Good morning, Miss Melissa Price. Again, good morning, Dr. Beverly. How you guys doing? We're talking about the lies that they told you that were true that just simply aren't. Sometimes they didn't tell you. Sometimes you told yourself a lie. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. Those are lies. <laughs> Sometimes you told yourself a lie and you convinced yourself out of believing in what you have already shown the ability to do. I can't whatever comes next. Most of the time, it's not going to be true. It's just not going to be true. I'm not most of the time. <laughs> it's not going to be true. Yes, you can. Others have done it before. Well, success is for them. It's not for me. Why not? Why not for you? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can do it. You, you can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. I'm telling you that there is proof that you can do it. And I'm telling you that oftentimes we talk ourselves out of what we are already doing. We're already capable of it. We're not, it's not new. This is not new. Peter talked himself out of doing exactly what he shouldn't be able to do. Walk on water. Yeah. He shouldn't be able to walk on water. Classic example. But he was doing it. Can't do it. <laughs> but I must doing. can't walk on water because water can't be walked on while I'm walking on oh, water. Oh, my Lord. So much of the time, you know, uh, life is a, there's this quote, quote by, I think it's Paul Harvey said this, life is a series of obstacles and I find myself being the greatest obstacle. That he's the greatest obstacle. Uh, good morning, Magic. That's right. We started yesterday. Woo! Magic week. Today, I'm in a bold spirit, Dr. Beverly. I'm so thankful that you were there yesterday to help me. Lisa, I flew solo yesterday, in case you guys didn't know. I thought you were going to say you got flued out. <laughs> <laughs> that's still, that's going to always that's be That's going to always be hilarious. I got flu. You will be flued out. <laughs> <laughs> she says, good morning, Magic Week Empowerment Duo Network. Brian, I did my voice recording yes. because I told you I would. Yes, you did. But then I found something else and decided to erase the recordings because I wanted them to mean something to me, not because there was a challenge on, on the, the table. table to do them. I even asked myself the questions. I answered the questions, but because I am now getting a teaching from the book you suggested, it's going to take me about two more days to do the real recording. And that's going to mean something. That's going to boost 
something, clarify some things, erase and replace. I'm not sure I agree with you erasing the initial recordings until you did. The reason why is even if it's not perfect, their initial recordings meant something too. They meant something at the time. I'm glad that you're on this journey though. Um, Dr. Deborah, I did my voice recordings too. Baby, what we're talking about, um, you came up yesterday too. We were motivating each other. And I said to them, when we was talking about self-talk, I think it was Dr. Beverly brought up what we say to ourselves, because whether you like it or not, you do talk to yourself all the time. You do. And uh, one of the books that meant something to me in my life was a book called Self-Talk by Shad Helmstetter. And I read it in the 90s. And I even got the book on tape, cassette tapes. And the last side of the last tape was him doing a motivational talk to the person one-on-one. And he starts off, I'll never forget it. He starts off, you are incredible. And yes, I do mean you. You've got the right stuff. You've got what it takes. You're on your way and I'm proud of you. He says stuff like that right away. And I listened to that over and over and over again. And it reminded me that you have recorded positive messages to yourself in your own voice. So we started talking about that yesterday on the show. And uh, Sister Leanne brought up um, not only saying positive things to yourself, but asking yourself the right questions, which I thought was amazing. She offered a few questions and then see people were volunteering. I, I commissioned Sister Felicia to do it, but then Dr. Beverly, Dr. Deborah Dunstan, I think there might've been one or two other people said, I'm gonna do mine too. So Dr. Beverly did hers yesterday, then erased it and going to take two more days. Dr. Deborah Dunstan, she did her recordings. Thank you very much. Dr. Beverly said, I, I know, know what's a cassette tape? tape? <laughs> He was born in the 1900s, after all. 1967. That's right, y'all. <laughs> That's right. I'm born in the 60s. So 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. I've been, evolved, I've been on, on this earth for seven decades. I have touched seven different decades. And even though I'm only 52 years old, seven 54 decades. years old. Seven decades, two centuries, and two millennia. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You're older than you think. <laughs> we are older than we think. <laughs> um, Dr. Beverly says, I actually wrote them down first, so I still have the writings. I just don't have the recording. You know, something to be said about what you do in that moment. There's a reason why you were motivated to do that in that moment. I'm telling you, good morning, Sister Felicia. I'm so glad that you are here in particular, Miss Felicia, because you're the first person. I think you're the only person that I personally issued the challenge to do the recordings on. I called you out by name. I want to um, I want to read something. Okay. Uh, hold on one second. I'm going to be back. Well, Lisa's going to go get what she's getting. Sister Felicia, it's fair for me to ask you, did you do your recordings yesterday? Did you do your recording in your voice? Crystal Blake is back. What's up, girl? <laughs> it's what I do. Crystal Blake. <laughs> Dr. Bell says, Lisa, you can go ahead and sing the song of my motivation. I'm coming out and I want the world to know and I got to let it show. That's right. You know, it's worth coming out again and again and letting the world to know because you've got to let it show. That's another song. You can sing that song again and again and again, and it'll still be, be meaningful. 
Amen. Good okay. morning, Crystal. So Lisa went and got her tablet, y'all. Good morning, Crystal. Lisa's, I want Lisa to replace her tablet cover. Yeah. It's ancient. It's tattered. Kamika it gets in the way. It gets in the way. It's fine. It's, it's not fine. Its, it's far fraying at the edges. And when I try to turn it off, it's an aggravation to me. Get a better one. I know. She tried to make me get a better one, too. <laughs> I happen to have some attachment to this one. I'm throwing it away. <laughs> you may not. I have a history of this. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't throw me. I don't like it, baby. <laughs> get rid of it. Sister Felicia says, yes. At first, I didn't know what to say, but I did what I felt in my heart. I love that moment. Even if you don't know what to say, do it anyway. Just say something. Okay? Buy her a better one. I can. I can buy her a better one. I wanted to give her, almost said, give her butt the option, but I didn't. I wanted to give Lisa the option to choose the one she wanted. So get rid of it. <laughs> uh, you know where the um, on and off button is and the volume buttons is? It's got like cloth and material all frayed in front of it. It's just a pain in the butt. You just can't get stuff done. I find myself wrestling with her daggone tablet case. And I don't even use her tablet. I only turn it off and turn the volume down off of it like if Lisa falls asleep with it on. That's it. So get another one. No, I don't like it. What? I don't want another one. <laughs> Any particular reason why not? I happened now because everybody wants me to get rid of this one. So now you're going to be defiant. You're just trying to be defiant because everybody wants you to get rid of that one. You're going to keep it? See that corner right Maybe there? Maybe everybody is Look lying. That. Look at that. Look at that. You don't need that, baby. Look at all of that. You can't see it on camera yet. Look, see? See all of this stuff? She's not supposed to have that. <laughs> Good morning, Craig. How you doing, man? Whatever, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal says, I think it's cute. I love it. You don't love it. You just I don't do. want to get it because I want you to get rid of it. That's what it is. That's what it is. You can ask Giz. Okay, that's what it is. If I had said, keep it forever, you got a new one. You're just trying to be contrarian. No. You're not trying to be contrarian? Okay. No. But so, um, the idea of recording the right message to yourself in your voice and listening to it often. I sent quite a few messages to those that were on my list in the past and uh, several of them wrote back and indicated that they loved it, but they transcribed it and they wrote it. They began to recite it in their own names. So I'm going to um, read this declaration. And this is from Declare Your Dreams, A Guide to Commanding the Life That You Want by my client, his client. Uh, she's been our client several times, Dr. Melissa Hall. And I love this book, Declare Your Dreams. It's the one that I've used probably for three years now. Okay, this Dr. Melissa Hall. She's in the Bahamas. Um, I've never met her in person, but Lisa actually has met her in person. Good morning. She became my Alan. client uh, as a sales client, sales coaching client. And then she became Lisa's client as a uh, published. Lisa published her, right? I didn't publish Declare Your Dream, but yes. We you did publish her. But um, and then she came back, but she gave me, I want Lisa to read what she says, but she gave me one of those um cool compliments that I carry because she has paid that eighty five hundred dollars to take the John Maxwell training before she got to me. And she told me that my training was better than the John Maxwell training that she paid eighty five hundred dollars for. And I charged her a quarter of that at the time. OK, and I, I always kept that because she was fresh off the training. OK. I have another client too that's taking that John Maxwell certification 
And she told me that the John Maxwell certification needs me to be a part of it. Brian, you need to join forces with them because they need your stuff. They don't have your stuff. She just paid the money for it, too. But anyway, what you got, baby? Fallon LaFleur is in the hizzy. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Fallon. So one of my favorite um, declarations, I was trying to find it, but I underlined this, so I must like this one as well. Um, you're supposed to use these declarations to act activate the power of wealth over your life. The first that I like is, as a queen, I declare, I declare that I am a million heiress and a woman of distinctive wealth. I am a female royal heir who has access to receive or has received a vast amount of wealth because my heavenly father is the owner of the universe. I am a kingdom woman in business who represents a virtuous model for all women to follow and has a right to millions. I declare as a queen, that God is my infinite supply and money comes to me easily so that I may fulfill my God-given purpose. Amen. I love that. I absolutely love I love it too. That's God-inspired writings there. They are. They are. Fallon says, good morning. Dr. Bennett says, I agree. What did you agree upon? Did you agree upon what Lisa just said or something that I said before? Um, I would love to hear that. I happen to like my tablet case. I like the texture of it. I don't mind the color of it that much. So that's I like the worn edges of it. Simply the same way you would like a favorite book. Your your frayed edges, they mean something. They bring back memories and such. And I really think, I think so. Oh, John Maxwell needs me. Thank you. And Dr. Beverly, you would know, did you take the John Maxwell training? Um, Felicia Gardner says, that's so awesome. What you just read. Yes. And it comes from a book. Declare Your Dreams by uh, Dr. Melissa Hall. Dr. Melissa Hall. Declare Your Dreams by Dr. Melissa Hall. We'll reach out to her after the show and let her know we shouted her out on this show and her book. She'll be so excited, too. <laughs> yes. It, it's an annual read for me, actually. And, and you got to tell people that book and tell her that, too, because you know how excited she gets. Yeah. <laughs> It's an annual read for me, as a matter of fact. Um, I and and it's a regular reference tool for me. Um, I I utilize it to encourage myself, to strengthen my faith, and to declare and decree what I expect. Yes, and it's so great to have that as a resource right there on in your ta healthy tablet in the tattered case. <laughs> Just because things are tattered doesn't mean they've lost value. I want you to get another one and put that one on a shelf somewhere, okay? Because you can still keep it, just not use it. It's in the way. It's in the way of whom? Me! <laughs> I like it. <laughs> like I said, Kamika tried to get rid of it yesterday. You try to get rid of every chance you get. I think I I'm going to have to do it because you're not going to do it on your own. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to have to take it get, and replace it. That's all I got to do. It still works. I'm going to get another one. Y'all going to come here tomorrow or next day. Here's how fast Amazon Prime can get it to me. Amazon's yeah. busy. It's Christmas holiday. They are busy, but they get stuff to you quick. Man, my cigar order is going to take six days. You don't get here till Thursday. Normally, I get my cigars in four or five days. Maybe because of the holidays, added another whole day to my delivery. Oh, it's a happy Kwanzaa! Today's the third day of Kwanzaa. Yeah, it's self yeah, self determination. No, that's Kujikaji, Kujikaji Lima. That was yesterday. 
Okay, I have it right here. Is today day two or day three? Today is day three. Yes, day three is Ujima. Day four is Umoja. Okay, I have it. I posted it today earlier. But you want to prove it now. Yeah, I can prove it now. It's no biggie. We should. You know, we don't have to guess. Where is it? Okay, I posted it earlier today. Day three is uh, Kuji Kulia. That's day two. That's day two. I must have posted the same picture twice. Thanks, think okay. so. Oh, man. Okay. Today is day three, and day three is Ujima, a collective work and responsibility to build and to maintain our community together and solve our problems together. This is a commitment to look beyond ourselves and see the needs of others and join together to solve the problems that are facing our community. It's Ujima, to build and maintain the community together and to make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together, Ujima. That's not what I just said. I know, but collective work and responsibility. That's not what I just said. I know. I was given another version of no, it. No, it's exactly what I just said, but you weren't listening. I was listening. You were too busy trying to be right. That's not true, baby. Brother man can't look up stuff for himself? God, he man. certainly can. He ain't never stuff. <laughs> Download it. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to post it the right way. Today is Ujima. Third day of um, Kwanzaa. I like Kwanzaa. I think Kwanzaa is a great holiday. I missed you guys yesterday. Yesterday was my favorite day. Kujichakudima. Yeah, because you like to say it. That's what that is. I wrote up day three of Kwanzaa and I put the wrong picture in. So Anna didn't change it. You got to delete it. And then replace it. Yay. You did it. No, it didn't. It's bam. All right, cool. What are you doing? Patronizing the brother? What's that? I was, uh, I was supporting. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. There's a difference between patronizing and supporting. Yeah, okay. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. How you doing, Miss Phyllis? Um, so the, today's uh, Ujima, which is? Collective work. <laughs> And responsibility. Making your brother's problems your problems, your sister's problems your problems, embracing each other, helping each other, collective solutions to problems. Absolutely. And I honestly believe that we have more answers together than we do independently. No doubt. Today's topic, though, was the lies that they tell you that get in your way. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. You know, women can't do this. It's another lie that's been proven to be a lie. Mm -hmm. Women can't lead. That's another lie. Women can't start businesses. That's another lie. You know, nobody in your family's ever had any money. So there's no way you can get any money. That's a lie, too. And it's really important to guard yourself against those lies, mm -hmm. to guard yourself and to open up to the truth, because the earth and everything in it is conspiring to bring you the desires of your heart. And that's an anastrophic attitude right there. And God's word supports it. He wants to give you everything that he planned and foretold for you. And you've got to believe that. You've got to trust that to be true. And focusing on anything else is actually putting up a force field to keep you from getting what you're intended to have. Putting up a force field, keeping you from. Wow. You know, this thought for today's topic came from my waking up inspired to write. And what I started writing was, um, the lies that entrepreneurs 
get told that that are hurting entrepreneurs. Things like um, you don't have to sell if you're an entrepreneur. You don't have to sell just to attract them to you. Or your website can get you other clients. Or your funnel can get you other clients. Or your branding. If you brand well, you don't have to sell. I think those lies hurt entrepreneurs so much. Yeah, they hurt a lot. And they hurt. They also hurt in things that don't have much to do with them. Because sometimes when you begin to realize that you have been uh, misled, it makes it hard for you to accept some other things that actually are good for you. Exactly. When you realize you made a mistake with something, mm-hmm. okay, sometimes you question not whether you'll make any decision next, even if that next decision could be really, really helpful to you. As I used to put it on, um, I used to do a whole little spiel about that. Um, adults over the age of 30. If you're over the age of 30, you've made enough bad decisions that you need someone strong to help you to make the next decision. Mm-hmm. That's why that's how I encourage my salespeople to close, to go for the business. If the clients are wishy-washy, to you to really take up the mantle. Good no. morning, Julie Ray. I'm glad you got back, Dr. Beverly. Dr. Beverly, Deborah says, uh, a myth, black women can't work together. Yeah. That's prevalent out there. You've heard it before. Yeah, it's a myth. And here's the thing about many myths. Here's the thing about many lies. They have a kernel of truth. Yeah. They're not so outlandish that you can't believe them at all. But they have just enough lie in them. Remember Satan's job. Remember his job is to confuse. Remember that he didn't give a blatant lie to Eve. No, no, no. That first lie was a simple twist. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to discourage or encourage the belief in something that should never have been done in the first place. Dr. Deborah Dunstan, a lie. If you build it, they will come. Hallelujah. Thank you for saying that. That's one of those lies. If you open up the store, they're going to come to the store. If you open up the business and make a Facebook post, I'm now a life coach. The clients are just going to come to you. That never has been true. In, in the movie Angels in the Outfield, not Angels in the Outfield, um, Feel the Dreams with Kevin Costner, wonderful, feel-good family movie, Feel the Dreams, and they got that underlying, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. And that inspired him to cut down his cornfield and make a baseball field there, and no one came. And he had the legends coming. And then the feel-goods punchline of the story was people had their cars lined up for miles just to come to this baseball field because he built it. Okay, that's that's Hollywood. <laughs> I was about to say that's Hollywood. Hollywood, uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Be- bearing up yourself in truth and then underlining it with faith, because sometimes things that are truthful—no, no—sometimes things that are true are also unbelievable at the same time. Do you have an example off the top of your head? Doesn't that are true, but they're still unbelievable at the same time. Childbirth is true. But it's amazing to imagine that could happen. Um, good morning, Julie Ray Hammondtree. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy that you're back again. Lisa already said, so I know you did say so, baby. I'm just saying it again because that's our girl, Dr. Beverly. <laughs> Some things are so true, so unbelievable that it's hard to believe that they will be that, that they can possibly be true. Um, Dr. Beverly says, I've seen so many black women in power on a mission to work together. It's the ones of us that haven't discovered their journey or found their path without guidance to understand that us together 
we can rule the world. We can run. We can run the world. Run, rule the world. Mm -hmm. If I rule the world. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was looking at that the other day. I got a picture of me and Curtis Blow. After he had emceed the um, Hip Hop Nutcracker, at least I saw that show, the Hip Hop Nutcracker, when it came to Charlotte. 19. And, uh, was it in 19? Let's go with that. It could have been two years ago. And um, he's one of my heroes. I was a big, big Curtis Blow fan coming up, you know. And I got one of my happier pictures with me and Curtis Blow. You know, he's such a nice guy, too, you know. So, yep. Uh, I got that, too. So I think that's important. Yeah, I like the guy, and I got a picture with him. Um, those lies, I want to keep talking about them, too. So there's the other lies. So here, so as a publisher, I have to thwart a lot of these lies, um, especially when people come to me with things that um, are grandiose or unrealistic. Here's the thing. There's really nothing that's grandiose or unrealistic if you're willing to work at it, Ooh. if you're willing to work at it. So I have to be very conscientious at how I respond to these big thoughts and ideas, because I don't want to stop you from believing them. I want to support you in believing them and support you in manif man manifesting them. That's a big, big part of your job, your professional. Lisa. I see Lisa do it daily, you know, where she has to help people to um, be properly motivated and inspired at the same time, manage expectations too. But we want them to know that this mission is possible. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> and this mission is worth it. Oh, my Lord, baby, you do that way better than I think I would in your position. <laughs> it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge because I because I care about your feelings along the way and understand yeah. there are going to be there's there. There are oftentimes ups and downs. There are oftentimes ebbs and flows. There's oftentimes that the journey started out one way and ended up another. And that can get frustrating. I want, As I sit here and think about it, Lisa, I want us to play this out here because I've seen it happen a bunch of times where someone will reach out to Lisa saying that they have this idea for a book, they want to publish a book, and then they go through a really, really uh, intricate argument about why they can't get it done, okay? They'll tell Lisa that she, they want to do this, but I can't do it because I've got this, this, and this, and this. And to me, they are raising their hand and hoping, Lisa, they're wanting you to talk them into doing what they really want to do. They want you to persuade them that it can be done. I want to write a book about raising boys as a single woman raising boys, but I can't do it because I don't have the time to finish the book. I don't have enough money to pay for the project. Um, it's going to be too much difficult. It's going to be too difficult for me. And please, Lisa, talk me into why I can do this. That's what I think goes on. Felicia says the power that wants us to work together. Us not to work together. Us not to work together because I've, the powers that be want us not to work together because if we believe it, then we then, we will, then never, we will never see our greatness. If we don't work together, we'll never see our greatness. You know, we have that black girl woman magic. Yes, we can work together, and yes, we should work together more often. Amen. Uh, Dr. Beverly says, by the way, Lisa, you don't need a filter. I'm not sure what you're responding to. You did a Facebook, I mean, I'm um, doing Facebook story yesterday. No filter, no makeup, no nothing, something like that. I think that's what she's talking about. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. You did the post. Without about... any makeup on. Yeah. And I actually chose to put on very little makeup today in response to that as well. You know, 
Um, and I can respect that actually because I mostly all my posts I never have on any makeup. Okay, I never do, and sometimes I put Vaseline or chapstick on my lips, but that's me with my little bit of makeup on. Okay, but other than that. I just go with the face I got. No makeup. Can you believe that? That's how brave I am to put my face out there with no makeup on it. I'm not hiding my face with makeup on. I feel like I'm enhancing it. You are. You but are. I still want to. I, I was I was deliberate in um, one of the exercises called the mirror exercise that I did on my uh, journey in my class that I've had for the past couple of weeks. It is looking at and embracing yourself in the most natural state. And to be quite honest, prior to that, I looked at my face only to cover it up. Whenever I was looking at myself in the mirror, it was because we were going to put this on. I'm going to put that on. I'm going to put this, this, and this, this, and this. Other than that, you look at your face. Other than to look at the expressions, look at the depth, look at the... Uh, just what the lines meant, what what everything was, I didn't spend very much time. Okay. And it troubled me. So what do you what what are you saying? Do you say what are you saying about what you see? That you don't want to see it, you don't want to spend any time with it. So and somewhat it was. I've seen studies about that too, the importance of looking at our own face. Okay. But here's the, the other side of that is the other challenge. Because when we look in the mirror, very often only thing we see is old friend. And a lot of times, maybe, maybe just more so with men. We get accustomed to defending the person in the mirror all the time. We have to defend him and and make excuses for that person in the mirror and alibi for the person in the mirror because that person in the mirror I'm looking at is my old friend and he's right. He's right, whatever it is he's doing. And it keeps him, because we see old friend, it keeps a lot of people, not just men, from facing what's true reality of their life. Okay, Their life can be all broken apart, but when they look at themselves in the mirror, I'm still looking at old friend. They could be 500 pounds. But when they look in the mirror, they see old friend. Dr. Dennis Waitley talks about a study. Hey, Nick, how you doing, sir? He talks about a study where, um, uh, and he did, even went ahead and did a joke about it too, where a man uh, took a paper bag and cut eye holes in the paper bag and took off all of his clothes and put the paper bag on and stood in front of a full length mirror and what his actual physical condition was. And for the first time, he didn't see old friend. He saw a fat man in the mirror. Okay, but he couldn't see that fat man because looking at an old friend was in the way. Absolutely. So what I want to um, talk about Nick said I want to read Nick's comment. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Um, He's over there in the cold. Sister Jacqueline. No, I didn't see your comments until just now. Um, And I will go back and read it for you. But I want to read Nick. Nick said, good morning. What's what's your say? One of the first questions a person should ask about writing a book. And he says. Why would someone want to buy and read their book? That's very close. But what I ask is, why do you think that it's important that your story get told? Because what you know, if it hasn't yet gained any importance for you, then it's seldom going to gain any importance for anybody else. So what have you learned? What have you figured out? What have you understood? What have you been through that can now benefit someone else? It's similar. It's very similar. But you've got to first embrace that question for yourself. Um, I didn't see it. You quote what? Seeing from Jacqueline. Jacqueline says, the lie I was told, I was told, I was not charging enough 
when I was doing hair and I would not make enough money to survive. However, all the other cosmetologists who told me this went out out of business. They overcharged and people could not afford their services. I was not cheap. I was fair and I was booked up for over a year. I had other money making services at my salon that brought in money. Amen. That's good Sister for you. I had a barber that I kept for eight years and I would have kept her forever if she didn't move away. She was in her 60s. She was tall, dark skinned black woman. OK, tall, dark skinned black woman in her 60s. And she charged about the same thing as the other barbers did in her shop. Now, they hated her. She had like three other men in the shop and and they were all struggling week to week to week. And this is back in the 90s. OK, she was making uh, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a week doing $20 haircuts, okay? People would wait for her. And she took a lot longer to cut her hair than anybody else. She took her time. She cut her hair and she made $1,500, $2,000 a week. And those other guys were struggling to pay their $375 a week booth rent, struggling, okay, to make a living. And and even though they hated her, they would, uh, Sister Jacqueline Rosier, she told me they would, she had to watch her equipment because when, when she's not looking, they'll 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 uh, sabotage it. Sabotage her equipment. Sabotage you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They try to destroy you. Yep. <laughs> they was they was mad at her because she was sucking out all the business, you know. But she just smiled and she cut everybody's hair and she did everything with a smile too. They couldn't stand that either. That she kept smiling at everybody and was happy in her work. And killed it. And she had skills. And she has mad skills. Brian had a beginner bald spot at that time. I didn't know him, but I've heard the story. Oh, he had man. a beginner bald spot at the time, and she used to work magic on it. For years, she was able to hide my bald spot <laughs> from the world and me. <laughs> <laughs> and she would have kept hiding it. She knew how to cut my hair in such a way that it didn't appear that I had a bald spot. And the other barbers couldn't do it. Okay. Amen. Speak, uh, speaking of books, we were talking about... We see your comment now, uh, Sister Jacqueline. We missed it. I apologize. Yes. And happy day again, Bill. Um, so, hey, uh, Chef Rev, grand rising to you as well. Now, we're talking... I'm going to get to that, Lisa. We're talking about the lies that people tell you that are just not true, and particularly in business. But there are lies in business that people tell you that's not true, as well as in life. Go ahead, baby. Um, so what I wanted to share with you again, and I've been asking you over the last couple of days, if you haven't already, I'm going to explain why. Uh, downloading the ebook Childlike Faith. First of all, why Nick Lewis asked, why would someone want to buy and read his uh, my book was the question. But remember, uh, we had this guest on in her family, her amazing children. Yes, we had them on. on. They were great. Uh, Zayla Jackson was on with her amazing children. And the story is about the faith that they had developed, cultivated, and built through their journey of overcoming cancer with the youngest child. Now, I want to share with you, I I have asked you, and I I still want to ask you, if you haven't taken a moment, it's only going to cost you 99 cents to go to uh, amazon.to slash, it's on the screen, uh, to download the ebook. But I want you to hear the story. So I'm going to share it with you. And uh, just give me a moment. It's going to take about two minutes. So I want you to go ahead and see the outcome, this moment of triumph that the family got through because of their childlike faith. And the book Childlike Faith will actually take you on the journey to understand what they relied on, what they did together, how they got through the process. Check it out. We'll be
Wow, um, it's been a long three years and I'm so excited that today, Angel is finally cancer free. And of course, we kept ourselves very happy through the journey. So, Angel, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for being strong, for having a lot of faith, and for not letting cancer break you. So, I'm so proud of you for being resilient and just for hanging in there and for being the superhero that you are. Angel's my hero. Thank you so much. Bye, Angel. I love you. Now, if you will go to that link, I'm telling you, the family is amazing. We've had them on. And this story is amazing. We're going to bring them on again. You'll see when you go to um, this link, uh, and I'm going to I'm gonna also share it where you can click it, that you have the option to um, also purchase the paperback, which I encourage you to do, to do if you want to. But I am asking you specifically to download the ebook as part of this campaign that we are working on with the with the authors. Remember, it's authors. All of the children participated in writing a chapter for the book. And we're looking forward to helping them to get this message of childlike faith and angel story around the world. Thank you very much, Lisa, for bringing that. We got it. She did post it there for you. Um, we have had that family. They're amazing. Um, we do see Chef, Re Chef Rev is here, a.k.a. George Allen. We're so happy. The lies that people told you that were true. Lisa did. Um, Nick Lewis asked the question about uh, what's the question that's on the question that um, uh, what he said when someone said uh, should ask what. What want to write? Why would someone Why was want, want to writing? buy yes. and read my book? It brought to mind Toni Morrison's quote um, for her book, Beloved. She wrote the book because she wanted to read it. Okay. 
She wrote the book because she wanted to read it. You write the book because you have a reason to share something with somebody else. Now, we're going to do what we do here. This show's been going on since October of 2016, and we've done the show Monday through Friday since then. That's right. Over five years, been doing the show Monday through Friday. Her name is Lisa Santiago McNeil. And he is Brian Kimmel. Together, we make up what's called the Empowerment Duo. This show is called Let's Talk About It. We talk about personal conversations. Business information. And spiritual inspiration. With a, With little a little bit, bit of shenanigans going on. Our express ministry is economic independence through entrepreneurship. Some of you guys have been rocking with us for years. Some of you guys are consistent contributors. And the way we like to thank you is with our greeting songs and our greeting logos. Up first is Miss Melissa Price. She actually has a greeting song. Melissa Price's greeting song goes, Bam, 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 Melissa's on. Now it's time for us to sing her song. Melissa's on. Good morning, Miss Melissa Price. Dr. Deborah Dunstan has a song. Dr. Deborah, nonprofit strategist and funding coach. Good morning, Dr. Deborah. Dr. Beverly has a logo. It goes, Dr. Beverly is on the show. I've been hurting my voice for two days now. <coughs> Sister Felicia Gardner has a Good song. Good morning, Felicia. Felicia, we love you. You're the one, the one for me. Now, Crystal Blake has a song that's still new to me, but I know that it comes from Praise is What I Do. I don't think it comes from that. I don't think it comes from that. No. You got to remember it again. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going, baby. We'll come back to Crystal's jam. Craig Sab is here. Craig Sab, 1,000 degrees. You'll be burning, begging, please. Brother Freeze. Sister Fallon on the floor has a jam, too. Um, it I, is. I want to thank you. Fallon on the floor for, for shining, shining your, your light on kids. On, yes. On, <laughs> yes. We're supposed to come up with a better ending right. because it has to do with nursing. And now I'm working on it. I will get it for you, Fallon. <laughs> And I oh. appreciate you joining us. So Jacqueline Rosier has a song. Rosier, pretty little girl that I adore. You're the only one my heart beats for. I'm so glad that you are mine. Thank you, Dr. Deborah Dunstan. She says she ordered the ebook. What a great story of a family pulling together in faith. We have had the family on here, all the children and mom, and they were phenomenal guests. Yes, and we're going to have her back on again. Remember that me asking you to download this book is me asking you to practice Ujima. I am asking, well, actually, it could be considered a little bit of Ujama for tomorrow, but today for uh, corporate economics. But today I'm asking you to help us and be part of the collective by downloading this book. Miss Phyllis has a logo. Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. Good morning. Julie Ray Hammontree has a song. Julie Ray Hammontree. Find out what she means to me. Julie, Julie Ray, Ray Hammontree. Our man Bill. Did we do Miss Felicia? Yes, we did Felicia's. Bill Brown is here and he has a song too. <clears throat> Good morning to our friend Bill. Nobody thinks like him still. We, we love, love him, him so, and we, we always, always will. will. Our friend Bill, Mr. George Allen, a.k.a. Chef Rev, he has a jam, too. 
Why must I eat like that? Why not hire Chef Rev? He puts the good food in me. Speaking of not, which, not, what's not, 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 Okay. Uh, we did those. We did those. And I think we got all our jams. Okay. Shining light on kids is fine. Since my main target is black youth, 14 to 24. Amen. With the nursing inspired LLC. I Thank love your you, mission. Fallon. And now that I know that your target audience is between ages of 14 and 24, I love it even more because that is a very, very impressionable age. And they just need to be pointed in a direction and pointing them towards nursing and with your service. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Fallon. I appreciate it. She said, I downloaded it the other day. I appreciate it. You will receive it on January the 7th. Um, and if you order the paperback, it'll go out however it goes out. Today at 1 p.m., I'm doing my weekly podcast every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, I'm talking about bold moves you can make as an entrepreneur. Bold moves you can make as an entrepreneur today. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m., I'm doing a live um, uh, webinar, a live workshop, free workshop. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m., it's called The, the Secret, uh, The Dark Secrets of entrepreneurship, the dark secrets of entrepreneurship, what most entrepreneurs don't want to talk about, but they cannot hide from, the dark secrets of entrepreneurship. I'm going to do that same talk on a clubhouse as well later in the week, probably on Thursday, but tomorrow night, I'm going to do that, the dark secrets of entrepreneurship. Tonight, I will do story time with Paul Paul B at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I love it. And I appreciate you joining us today for this uh, thankful Tuesday, this thoughtful Tuesday, and this truthful Tuesday. Remember that you can do anything that you put your mind to do. You can accomplish anything that your heart desires, and you can do it if you need help, get it. But just remember to continue to have faith. Amen. And don't forget to have sex. I even said that in your in your honor yesterday. You did. 